Anyway, people, hope you're all going well. He's a first-time guest of the show. His name's Matt Rad. How are you, Matt? You well? Thanks for having me on, David. Unreal. Going very well, thanks. Easy, easy. To get straight into it, do you want to just give people a bit of a Cliff's Notes, I guess, for people who, who haven't heard your name before or heard your voice, just a Cliff's Notes of who you are and what you do? Yep. So my wife and I have been in business together for 30-odd years, and we buy and sell businesses and mainly we buy and sell online businesses. And we've done really well out of that. That's how we got financial independence. These days we teach basically beginners how to get online because when we first did that, it was quite a struggle, particularly on the technical side. So we love teaching beginners, people trying to either create a, a side hustle or quit their, you know, their their roles. Um, you know, these days people seem to work um not nine to five, Damien, what I've noticed, especially in the last five years, they're all working five to nine. There's a lot of burnout out there. So we work with you know people that just want to change their lives. And, and the beauty of online businesses is that you can work from home. It's a 24-7 market. It's worldwide. So even though we're here in Australia, we can reach the whole world. And, and it can actually be semi-passive. It's, not, it's certainly not passive, but it's semi-passive. So it's a little bit... I know you're, you know, you and your listeners are probably, and most people in Australia are typically into investing into real estate because there's a lot of money to be made. Mm. This is kind of the next level up between real estate and a full-on active business. I guess it sort of sits somewhere in between there. Okay. And and for people like myself that probably don't know a ton about this this industry or this world, is the idea between uh, behind your business that you're teaching people how to create a business that they're going to have online that uh, is going to make money for them online? Or is it like, because back in the day, like when I was in high school, you would hear about someone who owned a URL that yep. was worth a bunch of money. And then they could sell that URL to someone who actually wanted to use it. And I just wanted to know more about how it actually works no. with your business. Like, Yeah, really good question. It's it's actually not. So there's it's two things that it's not. Right. Um, yeah, lots of people think it's like you said, Damien, you know, maybe buying a URL and making the money off that. No, it's not that. And a lot of people think when they hear us talk about buying online businesses, they all think um, we're buying e-commerce businesses. Right. You know, we're selling physical inventory. We do none of that. All we do is we buy existing websites that are proven, that are working, and we make money off ads or or what's called affiliate links. So it's very... It's very, it's not capital intensive. You don't need to be, the problem with e-commerce sites, you're putting lots of money into them because you've got to buy physical inventory or stock right. and they're quite complex. So we try and do it as simple as possible. And it's how we've always made our money. And the reason we went that way was because our background is buying and selling manufacturing or wholesale import businesses. And they're very complex. And you, hmm. as young entrepreneurs, we always had all our net worth literally tied up in you know warehouses in the western suburbs of sydney and it's pretty stressful and it's very difficult so when we discovered the online space liz it's actually my wife just said well why don't we do what we've always done matt why don't we instead of building online businesses why don't we just start buying them again and that's mm. what we did and we we're one of the first ones here in australia to go into it in a really big way so we did it back in the we started online in the gfc okay. and we figured out that these are real businesses and all of a sudden for us as Aussies, we, we had a young family then and we realised we could get out of Australia just by sitting around in our Jimmy Jams working on a laptop. 
Mm. You know, it was pretty cool. So we yeah. had, we, most of our businesses are in the US because that's where the big marketplace is. And it's really exciting. And these days we've got really successful clients, you know, of all ages, from all sorts of backgrounds who are doing this sort of a thing. And, and it's a really good side hustle. I'm sure your listeners or yourself, you know, have heard this idea, particularly in the last five years since COVID, it's become really popular now, um, you know, having this online side hustle, you know, having a business that sells, um, you know, or works online off a laptop. Mm -hmm. And we literally have, you know, plenty of students or graduates of ours who live the laptop lifestyle. They live in countries, you know, for three months at a time till the visa runs out and they move to the next country and all that, or, you know, vanners, caravanners. So here in Australia, they're called vanners or whatever. We've got um, quite a few students that are, you know, driving around in caravans, um, you know, with their family or whatever. Because of Starlink now, you can do that. So if you've got yeah. an internet access, you can, basically, you can do this. Yeah. And so you, you said that you sort of started, got your business started during the GFC. I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes to yeah. I, I'm just thinking from like a computer standpoint to be de completely honest oh, yeah. like when I was yeah. I reckon like 2008 2009 this makes me seem like a baby I'm sure but I was like 10 or 11 and that's when YouTube was <laughs> yeah. that was when YouTube Thanks, was first, sorry yeah like that was when YouTube <laughs> was first getting started right like YouTube oh, was like yeah. just getting a thing and we'd be finding like viral videos on YouTube and a viral video yeah. had like a hundred thousand views, right? Has it been weird yeah. for you or maybe not weird, but almost a cool experience to watch technology evolve from, from the place you got started, huh? Hell yeah. It, it has been super, it's really exciting because what, it, what, when we first started online, so here you are, you're saying you're 10, man. We've yeah. already been in business for 15 years at that right. point or 20 odd years. <laughs> so I'm in my mid fifties, if you're listening to this. Yeah. And um, I actually started in, in business a little bit late. So both Liz and I grew up on farms in, in rural New South Wales. Okay. And we got into business a bit later because we wanted financial freedom and we wanted time freedom. So we never wanted to work nine to five. And for us, the biggest barrier to this was, so we were, we did really well in bricks and mortar business by buying and selling, but it was very difficult cash flow wise because, like I said, money's always tied up. And the biggest change, coming back to your question, was we were that driven to make this work. We could see how powerful this could be. You know, two kids from the farms, we didn't grow up with computers. So, not like you guys, Damon, or, or you yeah. young guys these days are, are, you know, grown, like you said, you're used to viral videos, you're used to even just using your mobile. We didn't even have mobile phones in right. our early businesses and stuff. So we had to force ourselves, and it was very challenging back then to build websites. We had to hand code them. I couldn't do it. Liz learned how to do it. She's smarter than me on stuff like that. And we bought, built our first program in what was called a program called Dreamweather, which is really time consuming. And then, as you said, you're, you're so spot on. From 2008 onwards, you know, WordPress, this this platform called WordPress came out. And that's what we, we build to this day. We build websites on. And you can build seven and eight figure websites on WordPress. It's really robust. It's one of the most useful platforms. And basically, if you're listening to this, what WordPress is, is just click and drag. You know, there's there's all other platforms you can use to build websites. And over the years, though, what what's happened is it's gotten easier and easier. Now, there's still a technical element, but you don't have to do any coding whatsoever. What you need to do is learn how to 
build a website with basically WordPress. And that's mm -hmm. what we teach. And we teach also how to rank the sites in Google. So there's been some massive changes there over the years as well. And that's one of the things that we're really passionate about. And, and what we love about it is, coming back to your question, it's an awesome question, that things have changed dramatically tech-wise. And what that means is for beginners getting online, it's easier than it ever was. It, it's yeah. way... Now, to make money, you still need lots of knowledge. I'm not saying that bit's heaps easier, but mm. the tech bit, all that, all the challenges that we used to have in tech, that's all gone now. Mm. Must be weird, I guess, when for people who maybe had to do quite a lot of like knowledge gap that they had to bridge to sort yep. of get to a point that now my my generation, I can sort of just do quite quite easily and simply like when we want to change stuff on wordpress for our website that like the plugins yeah. you go to and you just change stuff really quickly and like my technology yeah. uh knowledge is pretty average you know what i mean yeah. like um yep. but i i wondered too like do you think something you talked about was you sort of grew up uh you came from like a farm background coming from rural new south yeah. wales has has wanting to invest to sort of have, I guess, more financial freedom or more time on your hands to do what you want to do rather than maybe being dictated by a, a, a job. Has that something that you sort of always had in you or what was something that was the catalyst for that? That that has always been in me. So mm -hmm. I, I give workshops on this. I am very, very driven by financial freedom, I have been since I was a little kid. So I, I grew up with hardly any money mum you know till mum remarried you know, single mum in the western suburbs of sydney and then mum remarried and we moved out to farms and we moved around on different farms dad was a farm manager and it was an amazing lifestyle it was really really cool but it was really really tough for mum and dad so um you know that it, whilst you're a farm manager you don't earn much money and mum and dad went through some really rough patches because they were trying to get ahead they're, they're immigrants to australia and, you know, immigrants trying to get ahead and it, it was a tough gig. And I don't know if your listeners remember, you certainly won't reduce before your time, Damien, but there's this thing called the recession, the great recession we had to have. It was back in 1987 mm. and we knew like all our farming friends, a lot of them went bankrupt. Interest rates went to 17% and mum and dad were trying to get ahead. And back then they didn't know how to buy real estate. So, but that's, so they'd figured it out. They were trying to, like a lot of your listeners, you know, they're trying to get ahead by doing the real estate investing thing. And I guess that's one of the things that always kind of put me off a little bit from real estate. So listen, I've done a bit of real estate over the years, but it's not our thing. It, we've always bought and sold businesses and no one in my family were entrepreneurs. Um, it was just mum and dad though, go-getters, full-on battlers, you know, trying to buy up investment properties that banks wouldn't even give someone like that an investment loan. Yeah. You know, so it was really tough. And when they got to that 17% interest, I, I remember I was just finishing up school and yeah, mum and dad nearly went under. It was just hanging in there. And I think that really impacted me. And, you know, my, my family who are immigrants, you know, they were just all, you know, my granddad was a, a fitter and turner in Bankstown, pretty rough area, all that sort of stuff. And, I, I knew no wealthy people growing up at all, probably like a, you know, a lot of your listeners. And that definitely impacted me. Mm. And from that moment on, I just wanted financial freedom. And I, and I talked to mum and dad about it. They didn't know how to do it either. They said, well, look at us. We're trying to do it with real estate. And that hasn't worked. You know, we went bust. So um, I moved into Sydney and just made a point of meeting millionaires, trying to find them. And what I could do whatever I could to get into it. 
And people find this bit fascinating because that we these days, it's funny, I can easily teach people what we've done, how to make money and stuff. But the, the secret behind it, Damien, is what you're touching on here is the drive, the mindset and your vision. And then also, believe it or not, if you're networking, like mm-hmm. it, it's who you know and getting to know. Well, for me, it was getting mentors, like people that could teach me. Yeah. How did you make? Because I knew no business owners. I'm like, well, how do you make money in business? What do you do here? And that was my, that's been my focus for 30 odd years that I've been doing this. And yeah. to this day, I hang around very successful business people and all we ever talk about amongst ourselves, you know, <laughs> is business, buying and selling businesses. What are you doing? What are you seeing? What are you seeing out there in, in America? All that sort of stuff. And that's what drives me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it sounds like from, from what you, you've spoken about with your partner, Liz, like, a bit off topic, but something I've realized recently with my missus, uh, how valuable is it to have a partner that sort of wants the same stuff you want, huh? It's pretty yep. helpful. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, so I, I'm presuming, Damien, your, your audience, if you're listening to this, you're probably like Damien, roughly the same age, probably, you know, <laughs> I'm in business before you're even born. Yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, 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 that's kind of weird. I, I tell you now, the best bit of advice I could give you, is who your partner is. If you mm. want to go on this sort of entrepreneurial journey, if you full on want to do the entrepreneurial thing, it is probably the number one success strategy I've implemented in my life. Doesn't sound very clinical or very, you know, very driven there, but yeah, seriously, who your partner is super important. You need someone supportive as is the community around you. So, Damien, you're really smart. Think what you're doing here. And anyone listening to this, it's really smart listening to someone like Damien. This is part of a community. Being on a podcast, you get to hear that. See, we had none of this in my days. Mm. I had to literally physically move from a farm into Sydney just to even meet people like yourself, Damien. You know, other people who are go-getters getting out there. That sort of a thing's really important. It's not just your partner. It's who you're hanging around. And being, you know, on these sorts of podcasts and stuff like that, that's where you learn. And I think, you know, it's really smart if you're listening to this sort of thing, just soak up the knowledge, get ideas, try all different things. And yeah, at the end of the day, though, not to scare anyone listening to this, but seriously, for me, you know, marrying the right person has just been a massive game changer because I'm very, very lucky with Liz. She's, She's super smart, super driven, from the country we share the same values that mm. that's important you know you know it's like living she grew up in the snowy mountains in um here in australia and you know we're into the same stuff we ride motorbikes together we ride you know we've ridden horses you know mountain bikes all that sort of thing that's important too so our mm. and you know we have the same values with our kids and we both share this value of um freedom um time freedom and being able to live and work how we want because we both grew up you know, in the country, you're, you're pretty free. You're yeah. always on a farm. Even though your, your dad might be working his butt out, he's always there, you yeah. know, or your mum's, you know, someone's always around on the farm. And to us, you know, Liz had the same sort of experience and same values. So it's worked yeah. really well. And and we've got each other's backs. So if you're listening to this, I'm presuming you're going to be doing investments and stuff like into real estate and things. And it's actually really good fun to do that with your partner. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not saying you have to work together like Liz and I. That is a little bit unusual. Like yeah. just, you know, give you a concept. It, Liz and I have worked together 24-7 for the last 30 years. Yeah. You know, and, and and we've always bought the same businesses together. You know, that that's that 
that's not everyone's cup of tea, mm. but you do want a partner that's on your page when it comes to what you're trying to achieve in life, particularly around investments. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, you're preaching to the choir. Like my dad, so the business that I work in now is Money Saver Home Loans. And so it's me, my mom and my dad all together in the business. But my dad started it. And I always tell people like me and my mom are just like the foot soldiers. And my dad's the general of the of the yeah. business, you know. Awesome. And it's quite rewarding because all Love of it. the money we create is staying in the family. Uh, and, and I think like yeah. my mindset around being in a family business probably has changed quite drastically because when I was younger, I didn't like the idea of being part of a family business, but now I can sort of see the value in what, what a family business sort of can offer people. Um, I guess in, in, it, it sort of feels like it becomes a bit of an institution to be carried on sometimes, uh, which is yep. sort of a cool thing. Um, one thing I want to tell family ask businesses. You, oh. I've helped a lot of family businesses over the years because we, you know, we buy and sell businesses, and we did it as um, brokers. You know, so we've helped a lot of family businesses exit. And I can tell you, Damien, super smart idea. Being, I've seen some hugely successful father and son businesses, or mother daughter businesses, or vice versa. We we've got them in our own community. Some of our most, if you see on our podcast, you'll see some of our biggest success stories parent um kid combos mm. they could work really the same sort of reason as with your partner because there's that already that trust you've grown up together you know you can you don't always work together well sometimes you'll butt heads and stuff yeah. but long term it is a really really smart thing to do so it's either with your partner or, or your family like your dad or your mum. yeah works yeah. really well with with the investing side of things like obviously there's there's more than one way to sort of do it. Like we, the business we're in is mortgage broking, but we even like, we do a podcast once a week, me and my dad and just chat about like, shoot the shit about finance news. Cause my dad's yep. really good at breaking that stuff down. And he spent 30 odd years in the public service. So he sort of got a good bullshit detector, which comes yep. out a lot in the show. Right. But we're obviously quick to tell people, obviously we're in the business of helping people buy buy houses and build wealth through property, but that's not the only way to do it. So you can sort of take this question however you want to go with it. But why do you think it's important in this day and age for young people to consider investing? Ooh, really, really smart question because it's the only way you are going to get leverage on your time. Now I've got the benefit of being a bit older and hindsight and I've done everything in in business over the over the years and I can tell you when you get older you realize Warren Buffett you know the world's most famous inve investor he's 100% right the magic of compounding it just you, you if you get a compounding business you are absolutely laughing or a compounding investment like real estate is brilliant for it and it nothing beats that compounding effect. So investing is super important because right now, if you're listening to this and you're a young guy and you're probably earning heaps of money. So we've got lots of um, tradespeople or very highly paid, you know, FIFOs and stuff. That's all good when you're young. Wait till you get to my age. You can't keep up the pace and you can only swap so many hours in the day for your money. So time for money, swapping time for money. There's a ceiling on that. There's no leverage on that beyond what 12 to 16 hours in the, in the day that you can effectively work. The only way you can get leverage and Warren Buffett says this really clearly in this day and age, we need to get leverage. Your average wage is not going to cut it for, for wealth when you're older. 
the only way you can get that leverage is through investing and you've got to start young. You know, the younger you start, obviously, the better it's going to end up for mm. you. So either shares, real estate, and these days is what I'm talking about is alternative assets like websites they're all businesses or, or sort of maybe side hustle businesses or something like that that's an investment that you can still run while you're working your nine to five and earning a good wage and everything but something that you can come back to in the evenings or on the weekends and work on as well and mm. i think that's a really really smart strategy these days for anyone it doesn't matter what age you are but you, your question is why should you invest i can tell you i know a lot of very, very successful people in my age group, but I also know people that aren't successful because they they just never invested. They thought, oh, I'm a, I'm a top lawyer. I earn 300K a year or 500,000 a year. Now that sounds like an astronomical sum. Yeah. If that's all they've done, they've got no leverage. And typically, you know, they, they blow it. They spend it on expensive cars, kids in private schools and stuff. If they're not doing investments, they're in a lot of trouble when you get in your 50s and 60s. So Warren Buffett's right. He says you need that leverage. Uh, it's the only way to get a beyond the leverage beyond your wages. Yeah, right. One of one thing I've noticed in, for myself, like, so I I work with the family business, and then um, since I was a young kid, I've always played guitar and sang. So oh, yeah, that was yeah. uh, I I I learned early that I had a a monetizable skill. I had something I could Absolutely. use to yep. sort of make extra cash. Uh, and in my early days doing it, when I was probably 16, 17, I would play two or three gigs on the weekend at a couple of pubs in Newcastle where I grew up and then just go to school yep. like a like a normal high school kid and blow all of that money in the <laughs> week. And I had no expenses. Like I had, I had a car, I was on my P's, so I had to pay for that, obviously, but I was making close to a grand a week and spending Whoa. all of it spending all of it all of it <laughs> and so you need to have, have you read the richest man in Bob babylon yeah i know it's a cliched classic it, it's a really old but it's a fable and basically the message of that is you've got to save 10 percent of your of your all that you earn okay yeah right i'll check it out for sure do that that's how you become rich that's all it takes so you imagine damien anyone listening if you're earning a thousand bucks a week and you took out a hundred bucks religiously but the other 900 you blow that's fine yeah you got your 100 bucks there and if you do that every week that's compounding if that's in a compounding investment that can make you incredibly wealthy it's super it's a really we've always done that and we've always been you know we we invest way more than 10% of our incomes mm. you know we're we're way beyond that always have been every literally for us every last cent especially when we were young entrepreneurs before the kids came along literally every last cent outside of food went back into businesses so we just compounded them yeah okay um, and and one thing i've noticed when i talk to people and you've probably found this too one side of, there's one side of the coin is obviously making sure that if you can increase your income you've got more money to put aside for the future for investments but uh we see it in in the mortgage broking side of things that if your expenses just sort of keep getting out of control and you just find ways to th to just that money burns a hole in your pocket and you find a way to spend it on like yeah. big cars or fancy houses or private schools for your kids then what was the point of doing the side hustle in the first place? Cause that yeah. extra money is just going nowhere. And like, do you find that in your own business with clients you work with that you have to, maybe you're not teaching them how to make sure to keep their, their costs low, but you're letting them know too, like, Hey, you've got the potential to build 
a pretty good little chunk of change semi-passively from doing a website, but you've got to make sure that that money is not going to waste or you may as well right. not have done this at all. Yeah, and and it's a really good point. We we do. We don't. Luckily for us, a lot of our, our grads and students are very self-aware around these things because they're typically very driven. They know they want to make a change and that's why they come to us. So they, you know, they, they're already, most of our clients are already very successful real estate investors. So we, a lot of our clients are in an older demographic like myself with kids. They've typically done pretty well with real estate. So they're quite aware of that. And what we show them is, well, now, see what we're doing, our strategy is more, it is very high cash flow. So you could buy a website for like, you know, $10,000, you fix it up, and then it's making you a couple of grand a month. That's mm. sort of the, the goal. So I don't think your listeners probably probably haven't realized what, you know, the power of what we're doing here. Mm. So I'll give you a really good example. I'll give you two really good examples, Damon, that might get you thinking. I'm just going to bring it back to something you said. You you know how you play guitar mm. and you said it's a monetizable skill. So listen listen to the, if you're listening here, listen to what my advice to Damien would be because I've got a student right now. Imagine, Damien, you... To earn that money, you still have to swap time for money. You have to go to that pub in Newcastle and play for two or three hours and get paid, right? And okay, you earn a thousand bucks. You think that's great. But have you ever heard the concept done once, done forever? Wouldn't you prefer to play, teach people what you're doing, record a set of, say, even just YouTube videos, put it behind a mem what's called a membership site and charge people to turn up for the next five years and pay you 49 bucks to see those videos. Mm. Small amounts add up to big amounts. You times that by 24. So this is working 24 seven, whether you're at the pub or not, or whether you're you know playing that guitar, mm. it's like producing a book. It's like you're an online, you know, um, uh, media company really, mm. when you think about it, or an online instructor, but basically that's a passive asset that's sitting there. Once you, there's a bit of work setting it up and everything. Right. But the concept is, it just ticks along making you that money. Now, one of our really successful clients, Greg, does exactly that. He teaches jazz guitar. You can see his story on our podcast. Um, he, he has set that up so that he just um, records the lessons and now he outsources that even. He gets other guitar experts in and he's growing it. That's a six-figure income for him. Mm. And he lives on the Central Coast, not quite Newcastle, but Central yeah. Coast. And he does that. And here's a really interesting story. Because he's really good at guitar, he knows that niche really well. So he bought another site with guitars that just sort of does um, affiliate commissions for recommending certain guitars. He bought that site for $20,000. It makes $1,000 a month on autopilot. Doesn't doesn't really do too much to it. Mm. So he's got ton. There's like... 50 odd thousand people a month coming to that website. And he, out of that, he makes about a thousand bucks. Now that doesn't sound a lot, but that's passive. But here's the beautiful thing. You can start to combine, once you've got this knowledge, the previous owner, right, is happy making a thousand bucks a month. That's net, that's net profit. Sounds pretty cool because it's kind of passive. But Greg over on this side, has his guitar lessons site that he knows he makes way more than that. You know, he's making six figures a year out of this thing. All of a sudden now he has his own instant audience of 50,000 a month. Mm. Just combine them. Mm -hmm. So now he's gotten leverage. He's literally created money out of thin air. 
And that's the sort of thing that you can do online when you know what you're doing. If you know how to do really good website due diligence, you know how to buy these sites. It's not the tech side that's important here. It's the strategy behind it. So all of a sudden, you're creating a massive um, income for yourself, really just based on the knowledge in your head. And that's how you can get leverage. So anyone listening to this, if you like, Damien, you've got a certain skill and you think it's monetizable, chances are it's monetizable online and you don't have to be there every day to turn up to do it. Mm. Now, there's other strategies you can do. You can be way more active online as well. Yeah. But I just point that as an example. And that's basically what a lot of our students do. They, they find these ways of monetizing online that, are, that don't require them to be there every day. Yeah, okay. Easy, mate. Well, I, I wondered, like, do you want to just let people know how, how they can sort of get in touch and learn more about what it is you and Liz do and sort of the service you offer? And then we'll, we'll bail out here. No worries. Well, you can go and visit uh, either our podcast, digitalinvestors.com.au. Uh, you'll find it there. Or you can just Google my name, Matt Rad, and you will find our ebusinessinstitute.com.au. And we've got everything on there. There's some free training and stuff like that. You can check it out. But go and see some of the success stories of our amazing students and what they're yeah. up to. Easy, mate. Well, I'll, I'll keep you on after this just to chat about one or two more things. But thanks again, Matt. I really appreciate the time. No Easy, bro. Thanks so much for having me on, Damien.